0: Blog Talk Radio Flurries, you better grab a life vest Did I lie? Yes! (laughs) Bye bye Pull the mask off People aren't going to like what they see it's going to look like flesh on the outside. You rip it open, and it's just circuitry and wires. If my plan works, think of this. I'm going to be off the block from a guy who put on a carrot suit, took an avocado bath, took a chump bath, and sat out of an HOH competition all to get me out. Hello? Will? Yeah? Hey, it's Boogie. Hey! hey check this out. I always feel- unscrupulous, and unexpected. It's time for another summer of Big Brother. My friends, my friends, my friends. It's the troubadour of talk, the toxic shock jock of blog talk. It's Sam, and I am your host. On the Big Brother After Show, the premiere worldwide live show that talks about Big Brother every Thursday night live for your ears to make love to. Is that even fair to say? We're adults. It's after 10 o'clock. Why not? I'm not saying we're the Skinamax of Blog Talk, but you know, we talk Big Brother and we don't hold back. I missed you guys last week. I really did. July 4th, you know, you forget about when, you know, those days off from work appear and when you're going to be able to go back into work and you got kids and everything going on that day off. And, guys, I just could not get it. To, and I had a kid with strep throat. If you guys listen listened to this show before, you know, we're going to at least have two sick days throughout this season, if I'm lucky kids get back in school it'll start popping up as soon as the fall comes if you have kids you'll know if you don't be forewarned it is a succubus of germs everywhere uh and kids just pick it up and so we deal with a little strep throat felt bad when your kids are a fever you can't just run out and, and go to the dead lizard studios live 20 minutes south of atlanta and do a show when they're not feeling well you just you know as a parent it's hard to do that so i decided to Cancel last week's show, and man, you know, really, when you look at everything we got to talk about, I'm going to have to probably narrow a lot of this stuff down, cut it down to size, because it's so much that went on this this last, really, this week. And people ask me all the time, why do we go live on Thursday? Why not Sunday? Why not, you know, Wednesdays? Why not Monday? And the truth of the matter is, is that Thursday is the day that all of us are all cut up, caught up and we're on the same page. And you don't have to worry so much about spilling spoilers you know, you hardcore guys, you, you watch the feeds, you know everything that's going on, every little thing that was said, and it's really hard to do a show if you guys already know in advance some of the things that we're talking about, or we're missing things that you know and you know, you're feeling like we're in the past when you're in the future and it's and it just gets to be messed up. So Thursday's a perfect night where everything is caught up, there are no spoilers anymore, we are where we are. And we can talk about the week behind us and the week going forward and I want to tell you guys, one of the great places if you are looking for spoilers and you're looking for things to talk about is Morty's. Uh, please check them out uh, at their, you their, um, know, of course you can tweet them at uh, Morty's TV uh, is the place to go. And also Morty's TV.com is a great place to go and uh, talk about uh, all things Big Brother. It's a great situation. They've got set up. They've got people that are watching the feeds, and it's a it's a place where you can really go in there and you can talk to people that feel the same way you do about hating people. There's a lot of people that didn't like Swaggy C, um, and, you know, hey, some people love him. You can go in there. You can discuss it. You can talk about live feeds. You can read what people are, are seeing It's a great place to get a lot of your shortcuts and find out what's been going on. They do a nice little summary of of what's been going on lately and everything like that, which I love. It really helps for show notes. Now that I don't watch the show, settle down. I am a fan. I've been a fan a very long time. But it does help when your memory is not quite clear. Uh, So please check them out at Morty's, uh, Morty's TV. Uh, Join up and uh, follow their tweets and go to the website, And please enjoy all of the great information that you get out there. Um, It is a site that has done a lot to sponsor us and help us over the last couple of of years, so we definitely want to get back. There's also a forum for the show where you can go in there and talk, and and I pop in there and and we discuss. I haven't been over there this week because of the vacation and everything, but I will be over there, so be sure to come in and and let me know you're there. Um, Like I said, I don't even know where we start. I mean, I guess we start – Kind of back where Steve got voted out, right? I mean, Steve got voted out. I got to tell you guys right off the bat, there's, I see a ton of going back and forth about this, this cast and a ton going back and forth about this season. I hear a lot of negative. I got to tell you guys, and you're probably going to hit the lead at this very moment, I, so far, I love the potential of this cast and I love the potential of this season. This season right now, as we pause it, is giving us exactly what we've wanted and what I've told you guys we need. We need a house divided. Remember, we've talked about that. Season after season, if we can just get a house divided, you will get quality gameplay, you'll get a lot of moves, you'll get a lot of things going on, people switching sides, all this other stuff. It is what you need in a season to make a season pretty good. Not great. It could be great. We'll see. I don't want to make that claim. But to have a good season where you sit back and go, man, that was a great ride – You've got to have a house divided, and we got that right off the bat. Whether we want to get production credit for it or whatever, we talked about that in the last show. But whatever's happened has happened. And it's almost like these two alliances have formed without really realizing that there's a a, a uh, yin and yang alliance that's on the other side. It's almost like they, they, know, they kind of know about each other, but they didn't form against each other. They just happened. And a, a natural division of the house is even better than a planned one because this one is really natural. I mean, I don't think Swaggy C and Winston really did like each other. I think they were, I think they're fine but, you know, it's not like season six hate or anything like that but I don't, I think Swaggy wanted to see Winston go home and Winston wanted to see Swaggy go home. Winston wins this round and we're going to talk a lot about that. But when we go back to the beginning, we think about last week when we saw Steve go home no surprise there, but I, I have no doubt that Steve is in sequester and he is there uh, doing his time, and I see an opportunity for him to come back, which I think is kind of messed up because we also saw Sam win an app uh, trending thing. And, you know, it's funny to me, these the way these people are taking if they're trending or not is really kind of ridiculous. I mean, if you're trending, you know – You're the least trending. I don't know that that's a bad thing. Your gameplay is really, for the most part, probably pretty low-key. Nobody's talking about you. You probably are okay with that. Some of these people really got mad. They're not trending. If I'm in the house, I don't want to trend. I don't want to be the lowest trend. I don't want to be the highest trend. I just don't really want to be on the radar, stay in the middle of the pack in this early part of the season these people need to really relax about getting upset about people not trending about them. Sometimes it's not a good thing. You know, trending is not necessarily a good thing. You know what I mean? We see trends all the time that are going on on Twitter that aren't really positive for you. Uh, you know, ask LaShawn McCoy. But when you see trending stuff, it's not always good. And these guys kind of get upset like it's a popularity contest. And I think it's best just to lay low. But we see Steve get voted. I'm I'm almost certain that Steve is probably in sequester. You guys know whether or not some of these parting interviews you all see. Um, I don't know of one. I haven't seen an interview with him, but maybe there is one out there. Please tweet and let me know at VB After Show. You should already know that. But if you're not, follow us. Um, And let me know if you've seen videos of or you know, I know they do uh, questionnaires when they get out of the house. But Steve just, you know what, I mean, Steve is no Derek. Derek really did a lot better job at trying to hide, the, he was a police officer. Steve, you know, he did, he's the guy that's really proud of the work he's done, but I think he likes to talk about it in his real life. I think he's one of these people that likes to talk about his law enforcement career, and he also likes to listen to people talk about law enforcement and be involved in those law enforcement talks. And we saw that in his parting, kind of when they showed a little bit of his of his parting video when he was when he was evicted. They didn't really figure him out, but it came across like a parent uh, taken up for authority a little bit. And that does not work real well in a house of under 30. Not saying that those people don't respect authority, don't get me wrong, but these are typically young people. And, you know, when they're talking about law enforcement, maybe it's an aggressive way, maybe it's a negative or positive way. Probably best thing to do is not come authoritative, parent-like, and discuss that situation with them. Um, I think it probably hurt him. It probably gave him the parental idea that maybe he was a little bit unrelatable to the rest of the House. And I think that in a, in a turn he was an easy vote to get out. And he did not perform very well in the uh, in the competition And therefore he was really an easy Easy nomination For Tyler And Tyler was able to really put him up and get him out And you know He went around assuming that he wasn't the target When really he was the target And that happens a lot But I think when you're older And you're not quite really Game prepped Maybe You make that big mistake You always think you're safe And I think that Steve relying on Scotty for safety was probably a bad idea and I thought that he was really going to work the house and I was proud of him. I'd take a drink there, but I was proud of him for saying, you know what? This is not it for me. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm not scared of the block. I'm going to, and man I was on board if you listened to the show last time, I was on board. Yep, that's the kind of guy I want to be behind. That's the player I want to be. I don't want to be afraid of the block. I want to say the game starts when I get on the block. And I think Steve talked a good game, but he really took a lot of his nomination lazy. And, you know, this is one of those things that it was a shot at the other side of the house. I don't think it was a big one, but it was a warning shot. Uh, The nomination and the vote out really should have made the core five take note. It did, but they didn't see what was going to happen with Caitlin as the days progressed now what we saw here is two alliances form now i know that this is all very complicated if you look at and i'll try to retweet out some basic understanding of this um, alliance separation and who's in with who and what the situation is but you have side one which is the six and originally that's brett winston rachel angela tyler and tyler comes in and is hoh and casey um Making that six. And then on the side two, you had the core five. And that was kind of uh, swaggy. See, uh, I want to say it's uh, forgive me, Fessy, Angie, Caitlin, and Haley are sitting on that side. And again, it was really, really weird that these two groups don't seem to really understand that they have a firm line in the ground against the other. I think it's established and it's coming. It's obvious now, but it's weird that these groups didn't evolve from the result of the other. I don't know if you guys kind of realize that it was that's what I mean when I say you know it's kind of this natural alliance that was formed that it 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 wasn't it wasn't produced it was just kind of just naturally there. These people stuck together, and these people stuck together, and here they are you know, battling each other without even realizing maybe the other one truly existed. I mean, yeah, they wanted to get out Swaggy see, and they knew he had a group, but I don't know that they knew really that at the beginning of this thing that it was a group that was very similar to their own. And i got to be honest with you, I think, I think that core five, you know, this first shot's taken at Steve, there's some shock, Steve goes out. I don't think... I think, of course, they were shocked about Steve going out, but I don't think it was like a core member of their group going out. I think it was more like, you're the guy we're going to protect and keep, right? And don't worry about it. We got this because we, we got an alliance. And then when it didn't work out, it was like, well, wait a minute. Something didn't work in this. And the surprise is, is that there's another alliance. So we go to the HOH after this, and we see Caitlin win. We've got a ton to talk about with Caitlin's gameplay, right? Some people like it. Some people hate it. I liked it, and then I hated it, okay? It's kind of like, you know you know those Reese's Pieces, like candies? At first, you're like, these are so good. And then you kind of get a repetitive taste of peanut butter over and over again, and you're like, you know what? I kind of want something else. I liked Caitlin's game at the beginning. She really turned around for me. I really was giving her no shot at things. And then she kind of makes this nice turn that tells me that she's going to be a little bit stronger player than I thought she was going to be. I think she was a little bit caught up too much. And I think it's – I I keep wanting to say it wrong, and I apologize if I do, but Fessy, right? There's a little bit of jealousy there. But – I know she's got somebody at home. I don't know if it's a husband or not. I don't get that involved in the personal life. But, you know, she's really tied up in this emotionally. She wins this HOH, and it's, you know, these random HOHs that take very little skill. And I'm not saying that knocking a ball down the end of a pole and flipping it up isn't skillful. Surely it is. But when nobody else really knows what they're doing, it is a luck by chance HOH. And I kind of like those, honestly, because those go either way. Most of the time it's really frustrating for us, but usually those go either way. And, you know, we thought with Caitlin winning, the power shifts. Now that side of the house gets to take a shot at the six. But what we see is this incredible play by Tyler. Tyler, if, in case you don't realize it, Tyler has a, an alliance With a ton of people Let me run over the alliances that Tyler has He's in the 6 He's got an alliance with JC He's got an alliance with Sam And for a little while there He was kind of playing with I guess you could say Swaggy a little bit You know He's telling uh, Tyler's telling Swaggy C He's going to look out for him I wouldn't say that's an alliance, but I would say that Tyler has made sure that every bit of his game is covered in his first HOH. And what a great HOH for Tyler! Let's just let's just we're going to talk about Tyler as we go, but let's just hit on something real quick. Tyler walked in that house. I didn't think that he was going to be a strategic player. Now we've seen the surfer bodyguards come in before, the petty car drivers, people like that that you know kind of have a job that, and I don't know if to anyone out there, but it kind of has a job that's more, mm, less laborious than the, than an average person, okay? And you kind of think they're going to come in, they're going to take it easy, they're going to be one of the first people out, and they're a little clueless of what's going on. We've seen it. I mean, it's a stereotype, and unfortunately, it's what we've seen in this game before. But here comes Tyler, and Tyler does a really good job at getting this HOH and then analyzing everything really well in his own head. He figures out the Swaggy C thing pretty quickly. Winston and them approach him at the perfect time. It all kind of works out that that alliance operation worked in his favor, mainly because I don't think that if Tyler wins HOH that he's ever brought into any of this. I don't think anybody approaches Tyler about being in the core five. I don't think anybody approaches him about being in the six. I think Tyler is sitting there primarily at that point with JC and and Sam and Scotty, and I think he's more in the middle. That first HOH changes everything for Tyler. He becomes a game player. I think he's done a great job at the beginning of this with a strategy. Now, the end of it, not so much, but the beginning of it in his HOH was very strategic. He put up people that were going to get no blood on his hands. He was able to find out about both alliances he was able to mask himself and figure out which alliance he really wanted to work with. And then when he made his decision, it was very, very methodical and thought out. I I love the fact that he was able to get a bird's eye view on the divide in the house. I think he was aware of it, you know, and he kind of saw it. And obviously he's relayed information to Winston and them in the six that there's another alliance there. And we could see in the votes, of course, the way that, and the nominations and whatnot, which way Tyler was going. But, hey, guns down. Swaggy C in the group. Kind of know that Tyler may not be playing the straight-up game. It doesn't matter. Caitlyn has won HOH. Doesn't matter. This is the time to flip the house. Caitlyn, of all people, wins this random HOH. Power is back on their side. And before we go into this, as I like to talk about strategy with you guys, Kaitlyn should have stayed right where she was. I think the move that she made was really bad. But she wins the HOH, and she begins to get played by Tyler and what you guys would call the bros, which is Winston and Brett. And by the way... Do you think that Winston and Brett have a resemblance to the Renegades? No way, shape, or form. I think Memphis was a fantastic player. I think, obviously, Dan's top 1-2 player of all time. Don't think that I compare them to that game style. But I like that they're solid, inseparable, but quiet alliance. I mean, I think it's kind of hard to say that they're quiet, but you know what I mean. It's It's a low-down alliance tries to stay under the radar though it's hard to. But it's it's a very reflective renegades type of thing where those two guys are pretty pretty much they're gonna have each other's back. And they're using other people around them to kinda get them further. And I I kinda I kinda like what they're doing, although, you know, this game and the way that's been played so far has been so quick that a lot of exposures have been done. And normally in this in a season You know, a lot of these fractures and exposures and somebody's alliance and somebody flipping and all that, it's usually just just too early for that. We're just getting that right now, early in this season. Hopefully it will continue on for the next 100 days. But we're seeing a lot of transformation happen that normally just doesn't happen. People are really scared to make those obvious moves that reveal what they're doing. This time in the season, people are usually really trying to play very secretive. And this one just doesn't feel that way. Um, but I like the fact that they're pretty tight, and it gives me some kind of thought. Maybe it's just two guys that are, you know, playing tightly that make me think of the renegades, and maybe I'm just daydreaming. Where's my daydream drop? But maybe I'm just staring out the window at Big Brother House, hoping that I see, you know, this incredible alliance that does a lot of damage. No, We've seen a little bit of it, but not a ton of it. We haven't really seen it get started up yet, but I think that Caitlin has made the mistake of trusting what somebody tells her another person said when she's an HOH, and I think that you have to realize when you're an HOH, everybody's going to tell you everything. People are going to tell you things. People are going to try to manipulate you. People are going to try to tell you what they want you to, you know, they're going to try to make something sound like it was your idea. And uh, Caitlyn's gameplay begins to fall when she really doesn't go to you know, Swaggy C and say, look, you know, Tyler told me you said this. Or going to other members. You know, Swaggy ever tell you I'm, I'm, I'm somebody you can't trust? Or whether or not they tell you the truth, who knows. But I think the fact that Caitlyn was not able to separate her fast decision in an emotional moment. And maybe working her side of the house to find out more information was really bad for her. Because as we're gonna talk about as we go, I don't think that Caitlin has anybody solid. I think she I don't know why you would I don't I don't know why you wouldn't tell Faisal or fessy that you're planning on putting Swaggy C up Before you tell Haley I mean just things that she did Just didn't calculate And I think that she You know wanted to put them up You know she was all gung ho about putting them up And then she'd cry about it And we saw the nomination ceremony Where she cries and all that It's like I know that it's emotional time But it's a decision that's been made And you have to follow through with it But I think that she should have questioned why Tyler wanted Swaggy to go, why you know, Tyler involved with telling her that information. What does he get out of it? What's his benefit? What's his angle? I don't think there was one time where Caitlin ever wondered, what is Tyler's angle here, and why would he care that Swaggy said that to me? Why does he want Swaggy gone? And the bros and the six, and I use the bros mainly. And when I say bros, it probably includes Tyler a little bit more too now. But they completely manipulate her and use her HOH to get what they want. The question is, whether will the six take her in? The six probably has to take her in and make her seven, but they're going to have to reveal everything. But do you trust her? You saw what she did to her own alliance. She was easy to flip. What if she feels like she's the lowest in the total poll and we'll change the 6 to the 7? She could probably flip on you, too. Caitlin should have stayed loyal this beginning game. You play the beginning game quietly, as under the radar as you can, and if you can't, then you definitely don't make a move that's going to hurt anybody. She could have renominated some people in the middle. She could have nominated J.C. I mean, maybe there wasn't a reason for it, right? Or she could have just nominated people from the six. She could have put up Winston and she could have put up, you know, Brett and let them bite it out and just stayed loyal. I think loyalty right now would have done her a lot of good. I think it was a mistake for her to listen to Tyler and not verify information. Trust but verify, Right? and i think she failed to verify but she fellow, she felt she followed through on the trust part with tyler but the verify part i think she should have talked to swaggy c privately and it may have put everything in perspective for swaggy c although swaggy c did some things to hurt himself but the bros are working it you've got the the six such a weird alliance name, The Six. It sounds like a TV show. But you get The Six, and they're doing their work. And during Caitlin's uh, HOA, she decides to put up Winston as a pawn and Scotty. Now, it worked out in the votes, as we're going to talk about in a little bit. But what was Caitlin thinking of keeping – Winston up on the block why would you take Scotty down I know the idea was well we'll take Scotty down he'll work on our side and he did he voted that way it worked out but in hindsight everything is 2020 everything that works out in hindsight is brilliant and everything that doesn't is a dumb move so looking at it in hindsight or looking at it coming up to this my thought would be Caitlin the one vote that you know for sure that Swaggy C is sitting on the block. The one you don't know, which is Scotty, is off the block. I think it was a really poor move on, on everybody's part in the six to be okay with leaving Winston up there. Now, Winston's not campaigning. You know, he, he feels secure. He knows it's all good, right? Good for him. It worked out. But we saw what happened with Steve. You can't get too confident. But that move, to me, was an awful move, and it ended up working out in her favor, but it could have completely blown up in her face. And it could have been a situation where she might have had a tie vote. Let's say Sam sticks to her word and, and decides to keep Swaggy C, right? Scotty votes to keep Swaggy C. You could see some things change there very quickly. Um, but we see, uh, you know, Tyler wins that POV. And, and as I like Tyler's game. I begin to wonder, Tyler has put himself in a very vulnerable position. Now he's not in the middle anymore. Now he's not shading himself in situations. And pretty soon people are going to talk about those alliances that he has with other people. And pretty soon it's going to become pretty obvious that Tyler's pretty good at this game, and he's a little bit of a danger. And his target has become huge. Tyler, in my opinion, is playing as fast as Swaggy C was playing. He's just not loud about it. Okay? I think – The Caitlyn thing was was great. You know, he worked it all out. It was good. But on the flip side of this, Tyler's the guy who puts the POV out there, and and you don't use a POV as a POV winner on a random quote-unquote person in the house the first week or two without knowing who's getting re-nominated. So everybody knows at this point Tyler was completely in on what Caitlyn was doing. And Tyler loses a little bit of his ability to be fluent in the house. Because now the trust for Tyler on the other side of the house will not be there. The trust for Caitlin's not there. And if we see a movement in the house, which is what I'm kind of hoping for, to move that core five to a possible core eight. You know, you pull JC, Sam, and Scotty, and and of course, you got Bailey, who's not in the original core five. That's eight people. That gives them a huge advantage, right? Because then they're moving in that direction. So Tyler's got to be very, very careful about being too involved in what's going on, you know, with HOHs, winning POVs, winning all these things. It becomes a very, very, very edgy situation and people will be afraid of him because he now you know it's like we always say be careful of the target you remove because you could be the next one tyler very much could be the one that pops up on a lot of radars now and says you know what there's going to be a time when it's going to be tyler's point to go because he's too strong and i could see the bros having this conversation we might have to do something to get rid of tyler Now, is Tyler smart enough to catch on to this? Let's hope, because I like Tyler's game. I really do. Tyler's come in and been that one player for us that we're like, yeah, okay, now we're talking. But if you overextend your game too much, you begin to lose the middle game, which is when you begin to put more pressure in. I think one of the mistakes that makes Caitlin and Tyler very similar is that they played... Very heavy hands very early on. These moves that they're both making probably will hurt them as they go. So we've got to watch that. Um, like I said, I think that Caitlin's move—five weeks too early, four weeks too early—she should have stayed with her alliance. I, I believe that you—you you are the first person that should stab your alliance in the back. I've said that for years. If you've got an alliance of six, you be the first one to pull the Judas. Okay? You be the first one to stab in the back because you don't want to be the person that's not aware of the stabbing coming. I'd rather be holding the knife than have my back turned. Always be the first one to do it. But this early, I think it's a bad, bad situation for Caitlin, and I think when she gets into a mess later on, and it's with the wrong people, it's going to be hard for anybody to trust her. I think she's completely, completely expendable. And, again, you're making these moves, and you're telling, you're telling you know, Haley what you're doing, you're dropping hints to Fessy what you're doing, you, you know what I mean? And you're just really exposing yourself when there's no reason for you to do that. You're not softening the blow, you're, you're, you're exposing completely your game. I think it would have been better for her to either, st- really, to stay where she was. I think it's going to really come back to get her. Of course, we see Swaggy C go up on the block and get the back door. And I really, I know a lot of people dislike. I don't dislike Swaggy C. I just think Swaggy C was really, really strong for this house. And, you know, his ego was a bit large, obviously, coming in. I don't think that he was somebody that could live up to the things that he said in his videotape for his uh, interview. I, he was obviously not somebody who's going to be able to lay low, stay cool, don't be the leader, don't do this. But I think it's his personality. And a little modesty, modesty would have gone a long way with, with Swaggy, C. He was too controlling too early, and you see where he ended up. And every time Swaggy was digging himself out, Someone else was throwing dirt back in. He just could not get out of this situation. He wasn't prepared for these moves that he didn't see. Listen, man, you saw what happened with Steve. At that moment, the light switch should go on, that nothing you believe will happen will happen. Then you need to be prepared for that. Why not go and talk to Caitlin one-on-one, see what she's thinking, and talk to her? You don't need groups. You can talk one-on-one. Maybe it comes out of her That Tyler tells her This information and Swaggy's able To cool it off But he is a typical blazing Guns player that just came in So hot that he missed his mark And controlling His minions and all of these things And this is What winning all those comps gets you If you're controlling and you're Winning comps You've got to be very careful That everybody's extremely afraid of you But I think he handled the nomination really well I thought that he was going to have a problem with it I thought he was going to have a major meltdown Um, I liked how he tried to approach Sam And kudos to Sam and him for the way that was handled You know, Sam did lie to him But, you know, she handled it well He handled it well He was nice about asking her about it I think it was nice how he talked to Caitlin about it. I was really impressed about how Swaggy C handled that situation. On the other end, I think Angie handled it horribly. Angie is obsessed with the bros. Angie is obsessed with things not going the way it's supposed to go. I tell you guys, Big Brother is about adapting to fast situations and learning to be fluid. Always be ready to move. Always be ready for change. Always be ready for something. I know it's unexpected, blah, 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 cliche. But you've got to be fluid, and you've got to be ready for every move. And I think Angie is somebody who gets stuck in gear. And right now, that betrayal has made her, you know, bro-obsessed. Not that she was going to be this great game player. I think, honestly, Angie is somebody that is another type of different Victoria I could see somebody dragging her all the way to the end with Angie thinking she's done some incredible work this season just to be able to get an easy win against her. So Angie really, really, really needs to concentrate more on getting to the end, letting somebody drag her, but making moves that give her a benefit that if she's taken into that final two that she can use as reasons why she should win. She has to start doing things now. She has to quit being focused on the bros being focused on that other alliance And all the screw jobs that happen So you got to stay cool Now we carry over to the veto nomination uh, We already talked all about that And uh, Just love how Swaggy didn't give up Love how Swaggy asked Sam for a vote And I think that this whole thing about Caitlin sticking up for herself Is a bunch of garbage I don't I, I think that's a way to make you feel better about yourself I think that's a way of making her feel better about double-crossing her alliance. That was probably safer to stay within for now. I think all this was to make her feel better. At the end of the day, though, telling everybody that, you know, I was sticking up for myself and I know the bros used that, which was brilliant, to, to feed that to her. Let's not think that Swaggy C was bullying her into making decisions. Swaggy C is just a, is a leader person. He's going to lead. He's a, he's a lead dog. That's what he is. He's an aggressive kind of person, I think, with how he wants things to go. But he's never a bully, and I don't think that he was pushing her around. And I think that the use of I was sticking up for myself is garbage. And I'm sorry, I just don't think that Caitlin was a victim of anything. If anything, <laughs> you know, she was kind of doing the behind-the-scenes bullying by betraying people that trusted her. I just don't buy it. So we see the eviction. Of course, eviction comes down. And the one thing that sticks out to everybody is Scotty. Now, some of you guys watch a lot of these feeds, and so you might have seen all this coming and whatnot. Congratulations. But. I told you guys, Scotty, you know, I always look at players and always say, who do I like the most to win the game? And Scotty was my pick. I liked the fact that he was a gamer. I liked the fact that the girls were kind of fawning on him because he was kind of like this innocent guy who never had a girlfriend and never been kissed. And girls always want to take somebody like that under under their wings and and all that stuff. So Scotty was a guy that I kind of liked going far and winning. And – Apparently, everything that the bros and the six had planned out came to fruition. Scotty decides that he is going to actually play and flip votes. Not that it mattered. A lot of times we see that these guys already know that somebody is going to go home, pretty obviously, and so they go ahead and vote with the group. We still got an eight to four vote, and that vote should tell the core five, that there's something majorly wrong here. Like, they already should have known this, but it's majorly wrong. And I think that from here on, and, hey, look, we see Rachel and Scotty in the end at the HOH. Scotty wins HOH. I think it's too soon for Scotty. I mean, he might be a little bit, he might have some heat, you know the bros thought that Scotty was really the right-hand man for Swaggy C. So maybe there's some idea that Scotty might have been the person that goes up in the block, but I don't think that that would have happened. I really think that Fessy would have been the guy that they probably would have gone after next. I think they're intimidated by his abilities. He's a he's a player. Uh, I don't know that he has the strategic ability. But I think that he has the physical ability, and I think it probably would have been him that would have been on the target next. If it wasn't, it would have been. And I think that that leg probably knocks out the core five. But now it depends on what Scotty wants to do. Scotty's in control. Now, Scotty's going to get approached about being in this, you know, the six, which is, I guess, the seven now with Caitlin. Scotty's going to make a decision. And I think that Scotty really needs to rebuild the the core five. All right? And this is what I think should happen from here. Not that it will, but this is the best move for Scotty to make. Core five becomes core four. We've read who's in that core five. And just for review, the core five included Swaggy C, Bessie, um God, now I'm trying to look. Haley uh, did include Caitlin, who's out now, and included, um, you know, they've got so many with the same damn name that it actually makes it kind of difficult. Hold on one second. I got in my notes here. I know I never, I rarely stop. Angie, Angie, rock star. I refuse to call her rock star. That drives me nuts. What a dumb nickname. I am not calling her. I know Swaggy C. I don't care about Swaggy C. Whatever. The man had shirts made up. He deserved to be called it. But I'm not calling somebody rock star, especially somebody I really don't think listens to rock. I'm I'm thinking that it's more like fish. Am I dating myself? Maybe Grateful Dead-ish? You're not rock star. Anyway, that's me being me. So I think that you now have this problem with the, you know, the core five becoming core three, okay? They lose Swaggy C, they've lost Caitlin. Pull in, get Scotty. Let's pull Scotty into this thing. Let's get back to core four, right? Can we talk to, can we talk to maybe Sam and J.C.? Can you become Core 6? Eh. But you still have Baylor. Or Bailey. Sorry, Bailey. You become Core 7. Can he do that? Can he make a Core 7 out of the Core 4 that are left, or Core 3 that are left? Say, look, guys, here's the deal. I will work with you. We will have an alliance. But this is what I need. I need these seven people, or these six people, plus me, and we will go after the six. But I need to have Sam in this alliance. And I need JC in this alliance. I need a solid. And if he can do that, this game can take a quite a big, big, big dive into some entertainment. But I think that has to absolutely happen because I don't think that Scotty gains any ground. Scotty gains any ground at all going to the six and working with them, or the seven. I keep saying six, but it's obvious that you've got to include Caitlin in that now, right? So it's got to be seven that gives them a lot more power. Because really, at this point, can the seven go, hey, Sam, hey, JC, come work with us, and then you get into a power nine, or, a, or the nine, my God, you can really, what, you're going to survive, what, four weeks? no. Scotty needs to go and round the troops up and say, look, it's obvious they have a six and seven group. We have eight. Let's lock down this eight. We will protect each other. I'm the HOH. I will attack them. We'll knock down their numbers. They're at least going to lose one. That's going to put them at a disadvantage for a vote. We're going to have seven of us fighting, really, eight, if you count uh, uh, Bailey as well. Eight of us are going to go out and we're going to fight. I think Scotty's best move is to do that right now because I don't think that Scotty right now has any favor with the seven. (laughs) These alliances got to get more creative. But this is what we're looking at, and if Scotty can make that move, then we're going to see Scotty survive a little bit longer because I still think that they see him as a very low threat, even though he's won this HOH do I think that this was the right move for Scotty to go ahead and take that HOH? Because there's a part of me that was thinking with his gamer background, would he throw this or would he guarantee himself safety and throw it? I think guarantee yourself safety and throwing it, probably a smart move. However, in the middle of that situation, I think that Scotty sees himself as a serious target and like Tyler has to go ahead and make these moves to win, to stay alive. But now that you're in this situation, now that you're in this cause, where do you go? Scotty has to make that move to go and grab the eight and try to match the power, grab seven, match that power. Sam is looking for somebody to accept her. It's perfect. JC is just JC. And I told you guys, JC is going to fly under the radar, radar as long as he can. Right? We barely even see him in video. I mean, he's, he's very low in the radar. You tell him, if you don't get along with us, they're not going to take you in. Come to the side that's got the most power right now. Let's get through this next six weeks. That gives us six weeks of attacking them. And then we'll figure it out when we get to that final eight. But for now, that's going to give you six weeks of comfort. We can outnumber them. We can outvote them. They've got some pretty good – I mean, they've got – they, you know, I mean, you could look at two or, three, two or three of those people, I mean, and see that there would be some type of ability to win some comps there. So it's – I mean, it's there. It can be done. So we're going to see exactly what happens as this, as this week goes ahead. Um, as far as power rankings, you know, I put Tyler at the top. I think Tyler is somebody who – I think he won the first HOH, which was important to him. You know, we've seen him manipulate and, and make moves. I think he's good. The only thing I would tell Tyler is that you need to back off now. Now's the time to stay quiet, be cool, don't try to manipulate and control anything right now. Let everybody else in your alliance do that work. You need to take as much light off of yourself as you can right now because right now everybody knows that you and Caitlyn obviously were working together in this POV. So you need to lay low, man. Take it easy. I like where he's at, but, again, he needs to watch his game. Uh, I, love where JC, uh, I love where JC is. JC is really coasting. I love the fact that he is under the radar. Nobody has really talked about JC. Nobody's really talked about putting him up. And I said, you know, Maybe his smaller stature is a benefit for him. Maybe he's not somebody that they're looking at in the same way as other people. And and that sounds awful. Don't think that I don't, but human nature is human nature. And some things you can't help. And I think that there's probably some idea that J.C. is overlooked. Um, My next next person would obviously be, it would have to be K.C., J.C. and K.C., I love the game Casey's playing. She's in a strong alliance, but she's not a target. She doesn't open her mouth. She doesn't talk a lot about things. She's just there, and she does what she's asked to do. That's what you need to do right now. So I like where Casey's at. She's not a threat. She's not a problem. Um, and then I would probably move to somebody like, um, I kind of like where where maybe where Angela and maybe Rachel kind of sit. I mean, they're in that power alliance, but they sit right there with Casey. We know that Angela is capable of making moves and winning comps, but she has done very good at laying low. Um, And so I think that that benefits her a lot. And I kind of like where Bailey is too. I think Bailey is a person that is, I think that she handled this thing with Swaggy C really, really well. I thought she might be a little emotional about it because of her personality, but she seems to be handling it really, really cool and kind of taking it easy, and of course, you know, Scotty, I liked at the time where he was, so we're seeing these power rankings that a lot of the people that are either making big moves or kind of staying quiet, kind of tend to tick up and be a little bit more powerful because they're not a threat. Scotty has completely made himself a target going forward by winning the HOH, but again, can Scotty this week be able to band together a solid alliance from here on and rebuild the pieces of Swaggy C's group and get himself protected? If he can build his, his castle around him, he can probably last a couple of weeks. And don't forget, if if in fact – I've got to pull it back up again. But let's say that we've got Vessel we've got Angie, we've got Haley, right? That's the three from the original five. You add in Scott, Scotty, Bailey's five, you can win over JC and Sam, that gives you seven. I don't know where I got eight from, but seven. That will give you numbers, and you can take a hit and still survive that because you can still be six. So he has to rebuild what Swaggy built, and he has to keep moving from there and keep that together. Guys, we're going to get out here early tonight, but don't forget, next Thursday, 11 p.m., we're going to be right back with the next HOH, which, of course, is Scotty. We're going to talk about nominations. We're going to talk about veto. We're going to talk about all that stuff. Tonight was a real fresh breather to get us caught back up to where we are so that next week we can start, start, start talking about more of what happened in a single week. When you get into missing a show, it's very, very tough to nail down two weeks of action because what's important is not important in the second week as it was in the first week. Things that were important in the first week maybe fall off in the second week. So you really don't know, is this important to really be talking about? But once we get back to week to week to week – Things get a little bit easier to narrow down and we can be more precise about what we talk about. But I need to get a show out here. We need to talk about Big Brother. We need to talk. I love this season so far. I love that we're seeing the moves that we're seeing by groups. I love the House division. I know there's been some controversy this season. I know there's been a lot of talk about racism. Racism has been a very, very unfortunate topic a lot uh, lately uh, over the last couple of years. And I I stay out of politics. I stay out of the religious talk and, and whatnot. Um, that's, you know, I try to stay off of social issues because they are very, very sensitive. And that is not what this place is for. It's not for people to argue over statements and whatnot. I don't agree things that were said should not have been said. I will not label somebody racist Quite yet we've seen that Happen this season I think Paul was a little Mischaracterized when he was doing the snake thing Last Was it the season before last or last Season I don't remember but I think it was last Season I think that was a mischaracterization On him and a lot of people Jumped to the conclusion of of him Having an innuendo about that that I Don't think was really truly there honestly Maybe it was I didn't see It but I'm not here to talk about social issues that are very sensitive. We can talk about a lot of things. You can tweet me about everything you want to tweet. Just think social issues and when we talk about racism are very sensitive subjects that I don't have a lot of expertise about. I mean, I, I just don't. Uh, nobody has ever treated me badly for I'm I'm devilishly handsome. I'm fit as a fiddle. That's uh, all a lie. But nobody's ever treated me Differently than I'm aware of. So me being able to speak on these calls is, is just, I don't know anything about it. I do, but I, I don't have experience. So I leave that up to you guys who have dealt with these things and have strong feelings on them. But I know there's going to be somebody that wants to talk about the, the racist remarks and things being said. I don't agree with them. I don't think they should be said. But the world is such a tense place, guys, that Big Brother, although we wish these things weren't involved, it's just like when they did Celebrity Big Brother. The only reason Omarosa was on that show was because people wanted to talk about Trump and get inside in the Trump White House. I'll be honest with you. I'm not going to reveal to you what I vote, what I think, or anything like that. I think she was used, and I think she used people to tell them what they wanted to hear. Maybe she was being sincere. I don't know. But I think that was a political move on CBS's part, and I wasn't really happy about it because we need to have these breaks from things that are tense for us and that are Uh, hurting our relationships with each other. So when the question's asked, and I do get it through private messages, why don't we talk about racial things that were being said on the show? My answer to that is we just want to make this show fun. We just want to talk about the cool stuff going on, strategic gameplay, showmances, things that annoy us, things that we love, people we love, people we hate on the show, we can be quite venomous here when we don't like somebody, but the fact of the matter is is that it's just let's just try to have fun, and y'all want to talk about that stuff that you can. I'm not saying you can't, but it is a fun show. It's a show that we all enjoy Here. we talk about the aspects of the game and how it's being played. your discretion, we don't always agree with what players do. In fact, sometimes we find it downright despicable on a personal level when they do things. I mean, we saw Aaron a couple of seasons ago, and that was really, really bad. It was indefensible. But we talk about game here, guys. Thank you so much for joining me, everybody. I appreciate it. You're listening to Big Brother After Show. I'm your host, Sam. Please come see me next week right here at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On every Thursday night we go live and worldwide and we talk about Big Brother with you. Let's tweet a little bit. Until next Thursday, guys, be safe and be good to each other. Flurries, you better grab a life vest. Did I lie? Yes! (laughs) Bye-bye! Pull the mask off. People aren't going to like what they see. Looks gonna look like flesh on the outside. You rip it open it's just circuitry and wires. If my plan works, think of this. I'm gonna be off the block from a guy who put on a carrot suit, took an avocado bath, took a chum bath, and sat out of an HOH competition all to get me out. Hello, Will. Yeah, hey, it's Boogie. Hey, check this out. I always feel like I'm Unscrupulous and unexpected. It's time for another summer of Big Brother.